Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thank you for joining us once again for Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler and my friend Joel Brzezinski with me as is always the case. We're glad that you found us. Uh, tell a friend that we're here too and hook up with us on Facebook as well. All of our archived programs can be found at graceroots.org. Graceroots.org and look for the um, Growing in Grace podcast link and you'll, you'll find all 200 and some programs listed there and a, a few weirdos out there, Joel, that said they, they've downloaded all of them and they're listening through all of them. So I don't know for sure, but I'll bet maybe, just possibly, we're getting a little better at this. I, I, I almost hesitate to go back and listen to some of those early ones in case we said the wrong thing. <laughs> well, speaking of that, not speaking of saying the wrong thing, but speaking of perhaps we've gotten better at this and, and all that. Anyway, right now, this very program, I'm trying to think of in my head as we're recording here, this is going to air for the first time on February 7th. 2010. Our first program, our very first Growing in Grace program, aired on Grace Walk Radio on February 10th. So this is uh, of 2005. And so this, in essence, is an anniversary program. And I just that just popped into my mind. And so uh, uh, five years of doing this. And and uh, I agree with you. I, I, I look, I, you know, I've listened to some of our past programs, and there are things that I've said in the past where I think, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that these days. I think we've grown. I think we've uh, grown in our understanding and, and in our uh, way of communicating and all of that stuff. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily take any of it back, though. I would still go back and myself and, and listen to some of our past programs because, you know, we're all on a journey. We're all in our own individual places of understanding God and in his grace, and none of us uh, has got the goods on uh, on knowing everything and on having it down pat and knowing everything just perfectly. And so uh, we've got room to grow. We've got room to disagree on things. We've got room to be wrong, downright wrong. And we've got room to be right on some things, too. And the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of God's grace is that we can be wrong, and yet we're still accepted by him, and, and he will help us to see the truth more and more. Well, you made a good point. The program is called Growing in Grace, and I think you're right. Even though I, I don't think there's a whole lot that we would change, we might say them differently, and we have uh, learned some things over the years uh, that we certainly would say differently than we did on earlier programs, I'm sure of it, because I, I can think of several things where it's almost like the, the revelation, the light bulb suddenly came on about a certain subject that we may have even already been discussing or talking about, but somehow it just penetrates deeper into the heart, you begin to understand it better, and then you can communicate it better, too, like what you were talking about. So I think it's kind of fitting that uh, being as that this is, and we didn't, I didn't know this before we started recording until you just said that. Neither did I. <laughs> so if we're going to call this an anniversary program, maybe it's fitting that uh, we're going to talk about what we decided to talk about just a few minutes ago. Yeah, uh, you know, our very first program, we asked the question that Cap, you had heard before from a pastor, you know, what is the gospel? 
we won't go back and talk about everything we talked about on that program, of course, but what is the gospel? It's the good news. It's the good news that God has given us his righteousness as a gift. It's God's righteousness revealed. It's not our own goodness. It's not our own righteousness, but it's the righteousness of God that's uh, been imputed to us, given to us as a gift and exchanged for our unrighteousness. The whole thing about the gospel is that it is good news. It's news, which means it's something that has already happened, and it's good. It's something that God did. And the whole uh, thing that we want to bring up here is that God is good. You know, we, we take a look around the world, Cap. You know, various events that are happening currently and that have happened in the past, and sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to think about God being good. I know for some people anyway, it's it's hard to imagine God being good with all the bad things that go on in the world. But you and I, Cap, we're in agreement with one thing for sure, and that is that God is good. He doesn't do bad things. He doesn't do evil. We're going to kind of get into that today, I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't even tempt us with that. You know, mm -hmm. some people think, well, I'm just being tested. You know, God's testing me somehow. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't even test or tempt people with evil. You know, there are bad things that happen in this fallen world, and I guess it's going to continue to be that way until this this world is replaced with another one. This world system. You know, recently there was a, a major earthquake uh, in Haiti, and these kinds of things happen from time to time. Of course, there are things that happen every day in this world that are horrible, tragic things. Of course, the uh, potentially hundreds of thousands of people who died, and millions of others who are homeless, and and I don't think anybody, well, I don't think too many people listening right now will disagree with what you said, Joel, when you said God is good. We might say a few other things here, and it's, and it's okay to disagree with each other. All right, Don't get mad at me or Joel if, if, if we say something. Joel and I might even disagree with something on this program or, or in future programs, and that's okay because we are, we're going through a journey. We, we are growing in grace, and we might not always agree on everything because guess what? Our puny human little brains can't comprehend it all. I know sometimes we try, and I'm, I'm like the farthest thing away from a theologian. I'm a simple guy. You can tell that from listening to these programs. I, I guess that's just what the Lord has called me to. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Because my experience is most of us have a hard enough time just with the simple things without trying to grow into the great deep mysteries of, of God and, and eternity. So having said that, I personally don't believe that when tragedies like this take place, whether it's uh, tragedies that take place day to day in somebody's life, you know, starving children, earthquakes, those kinds of things, I don't believe God is the one who causes them. I don't. I don't see that. Take a look at Jesus <laughs> and look at what he did when he went around as a man on the earth. I mean, do you ever see him turning anybody down? Do you ever see him rejecting somebody when they asked him for something? Jesus says, I'm a reflection of the Father. You've seen me. You've seen him. I'm what God is like. The book of Acts tells us that he went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Everywhere that Jesus went, the good shadow seemed to follow him. And, and I believe that's God's nature. I know we do live in a fallen world where bad things do happen. And I'll be the first to say I don't have all the answers as to why things happen the way they do. Yes, I do believe God can take bad things that have happened and turn them into good. I just don't think he's the one who causes them. I don't care if it's cancer, earthquakes, or, or any other thing that comes to your mind when it comes to uh, bad stuff. No, I hear you on that, and it's, 
I think it's spot on that Jesus it was a reflection when you know when he was here in the flesh, a reflection of the Father, and and you don't see him going into groups of people or uh, generally speaking to people. Look at how deep their sin is. I'm going to send an earthquake. No, he said it's the it's the sick who need a doctor. The, the the you know the sick if if people are in sin or well if people are sick, they don't need someone to worsen their sickness. They don't need someone to come along and tempt them to do more even more bad. They don't need someone to come along and and say, well, cursed are you because you're sick. No, they need a doctor. And Jesus said, I'm the great physician. And he said, you know, it's the sick who need a doctor. And so sinners don't need God's judgment. What sinners need is a doctor. They need healing. They need someone who will come along and who will, uh, instead of judging them, who will take them under their wing and who will help them in what Christ did for us ultimately was he took away our sin. He didn't judge it. He took away our sin and he didn't condemn us for it, but rather he put it upon himself. He became sin for us so that we might become not judged by God, but that we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah, and we've been taught so many things over the years, and, and because of that, we I think sometimes we read things into the Scripture that aren't really there. It's easy to do. It, certainly, we don't have a corner on the market when it comes to uh, the interpretation of Scripture. The Scripture, the, the, the living Word of God, is perfect. Our understanding of it isn't always perfect. But, you know, even take a subject like Paul's thorn in the flesh. There's really nothing there that says Paul was told by God that he would have to live with that thorn in the flesh. It's not there. We read that into it, but it's not there. In another place, Paul said out of all of his afflictions, God delivered him, delivered him out of them all. And, and I think that's the nature of God. I believe that, that God desires the best things for us. That doesn't always mean you're going to have a huge bank account and that everything's always going to go okay. But I believe God, by his nature, desires good things for all. So why is the world in such a mess? <laughs> You know, it's a fallen world. And I don't, I don't want to get into all that during this program because we don't have time. And, and this is where a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me, Joel. But I am one of these people who I don't believe that God is in, in control of everything that happens in this world. That's just me. I don't believe it. My response to that would be, if God is in control of everything, it sure is in a mess. I believe he does have an overall control. And there are limitations as to how things happen. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be here right now. I just think that there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world today, and to suggest that God is somehow behind all of the, the evil that is occurring, and, and I know that the typical question that gets asked is, well, God allows it, but I, I, would, I would argue that there's a difference between what is allowed and what God's will is. But that's just my perspective. I don't know mm -hmm. how you feel about that one, Joel. Yeah, I, I I think there's a big difference. And, you know, I don't believe that God does evil things. I, I don't believe that he does bad things. He only does good things. He only is good. And so we can rest and trust in that. And uh, like you said, and, and I think that even in the allowing of bad things to happen, God, the way that he is, he is able to take everything that happens in this world. Let's just say an earthquake happens like happened in Haiti. I don't think he makes that earthquake into a good thing, but from that. I think good things can come from that, uh, which is a totally different thing than saying that the earthquake itself was a, was a good thing that God did. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's true that God allows things to happen, but his uh, very nature is not to do evil. It's not to do bad things. It's to do only good I totally agree with what you said there, and you said it well. 
Having said that, I'm going to step on somebody's toes here, I'm sure. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I hear this verse getting attached, even though we just said what we said, and I agree with it. I think this verse is often taken out of context. I mean, the verse itself starts with the word and. Go back and see what Paul was talking about that led up to this verse. I believe he's really talking about, and we know that all things work together for good. Why do we know that? Paul was talking about praying in the Holy Spirit. Not going to get into that subject here today, different views on, on that. But he was talking about praying in the Holy Spirit, and it led up to that verse. I'm just saying that sometimes things get taken out of context, and I think sometimes God is, is often misunderstood. Joel, I don't know if you've read the book, The Shack. I just read it recently, The Shack. Who wrote that? Who wrote The Shack? Paul Young? Yes. Yes, and uh, I just read it and I drew a blank. Sorry, I know we're running short on time. <laughs> but I thought that The Shack was a, an excellent story and that the, the author did such a wonderful job of, of dancing around some, some real delicate issues but communicating the goodness of God without compromise through it all. I would recommend that book. I don't think most people will think about God in the same way after they read The Shack. It is uh, a very good book that depicts the goodness of God, uh, no matter what goes on, because there there were some bad things that happened in that book, in that storyline. How God, uh, uh, in the form of these uh, three fictional characters that represented the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how God communicated with the person to whom these bad things happened, just a really, really great story of God's goodness. So, bottom line... God is on your side. He's not against you. He is for you. He's not angry with you anymore, thanks to Jesus Christ. And um, he is good. And he loves you unconditionally. And uh, that's the bottom line, I think, that we want to communicate here on, on this program of Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.